News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, the Dublin Regional Homeless Executive has said it expects there will be enough emergency accommodation beds in the capital to meet demand as temperatures are forecast to drop to minus six degrees this week. But is this good enough and will it be enough to meet demand should cold spells continue? In the coming months, uh, we're joined by the founder of the Peter McVerry Trust and social campaigner, Father Peter McVerry. Uh, Peter, are you reassured by what the Dublin Regional Homeless Executive had to say? Yes, I think there will be beds for everybody who wants one during this very cold spell. We've had this experience before during the Beast for the East, Beast from the East a few years ago. And what they do is they'll, they'll, they'll put a sort of fold-up beds in some of the hostels, in some of the common areas, like uh, the sitting room, perhaps even the kitchen, uh, to ensure that everybody is out of the co- everybody who wants to be out of the cold weather will be out of the cold weather. So yeah, I'm quite confident there will be enough beds. Now it's difficult. It's not a great solution. Uh, it puts a lot of extra pressure on the people who are already in the hostel because the hostel will become very overcrowded. Uh, but at least it yeah it ensures that people will stay warm uh, at least during the night. Uh- is it a medium to long term solution? No, not at all. It's a, it's an unsatisfactory solution, but it's a necessary one in the in the very short term during this cold spell. No, we need to, we need to ensure that there is hostel accommodation, appropriate hostel accommodation for all homeless people uh, right throughout the year. Uh, and appropriate hostel accommodation means hostel accommodation that people are willing to go into. Some people won't go into the hostel accommodation. They don't feel safe there. Their belongings, they're afraid their belongings will get robbed, and that's the biggest complaint that I get uh, almost every day from people in, in hostels. Or uh, they don't want to be surrounded by drug users, and uh, the number of drug-free hostels is very limited. So it's not a, it's not a long-term solution by any means, but it will get us through the week. Yes. How do we go about building that long-term solution? Like, is it, is it possible to, to build hostels that all homeless people will want to go into? And, or or, or is, that, is that an unrealistic ambition? No, I, I think it is possible, but it requires a, a change of attitude. <clears throat> I think the attitude towards homeless people is very negative. It's, uh, they're seen as people with a drug problem or an alcohol problem or a mental health problem, people who are very difficult to, to, to deal with. In fact, the majority of homeless people <clears throat> are people who are being evicted from the private rented sector and they don't have a drug problem or an alcohol problem. But they will find it very difficult to get into a drug-free hostel because there are so few of them. So I think we need a change of attitude. And the beginning is to respect the dignity of homeless people. If we take that as our baseline, then we will provide accommodation, a range of different kinds of accommodation and appropriate accommodation. I think the bottom line should be that every homeless person has their own room or at least their own lockable partition space within a room where they can go in, lock the door, know they're not going to be assaulted during the night, know their belongings are still going to be beside the bed in the morning. And if somebody is using drugs in the next room or partition, well, it doesn't interfere with them. So I think if we acknowledge the dignity of homeless people, we will make a huge effort to ensure that first that they're safe and that uh, the range of accommodation that is appropriate 
Putting an 18-year-old into a hostel with drug users is just so inappropriate. Putting a person who's drug-free, or even worse, a person who has just come through a drug treatment and is now drug-free, putting them into a hostel with drug users is, to my mind, a scandal. A couple of things before I let you go, uh, Peter. You, you spoke. You spoke about changing the, the whole system and restructuring it. Do we have too many people helping? Uh, you know, albeit well, me all of them well mean. Do we have too many groups helping people on the streets? No, I, I don't. I don't think this is the time to do that sort of uh, analysis. We have a crisis of homelessness. We have a record number of homeless people in, uh, 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 since records began, and I think trying to. Uh, look at rationalising the the services is, is at this particular time would be a waste of time. Right. I just uh, I have heard criticism. Don't. I have heard. Sorry to cut across you, Peter. I have heard criticism from some people who work in your sector that you know some of the things like giving out sleeping bags and so on is actually uh, while well-meaning is actually enabling a homelessness. You, you, do you agree or do you, do you reject that? Uh, no, I reject that. Some people do sleep rough, and they sleep rough for very good reasons. And there are periods of time when there are no beds in the hostels. For example, if you're a couple, there are very few couples' beds in the homeless emergency sector. Uh, and couples often refuse to split up. The fellow go into one hostel, the girl go into another hostel. They refuse to split up. If you have a dog, you're not going to get into any hostel. There's no hostel I know of that will take a homeless person with a dog uh, So there are groups, and if you're drug-free and you can't get into a drug-free hostel, uh, you prefer to sleep rough. So some people prefer to sleep rough, and I'd much prefer to see them having a sleeping bag sleeping rough than not having a sleeping bag. Uh, Finally, can I ask you, I mean, they're they're, they're not exactly uh, related, but there's been a lot of protests, a lot of focus on protests, um, uh, particularly in the East Wall uh, against accommodation, special accommodation uh, being developed for asylum seekers um, as opposed to, we're not talking about homeless people here, but what, what's your reaction to that? What's your take on that as a, as a long-term campaigner? On well, I hear this a lot, that we should be looking after our own first. And my uh, response is that the Ukrainians and many others who are coming into this country seeking protection have suffered far more than any homeless Irish person has suffered. They're fleeing war, they're fleeing the possibility of death, they're fleeing persecution. Uh, And I think it's only right that we should open our borders to them. Uh, So I think we can do both. I think we can house the, not in the short term, but if if we put our mind to it, we can house both our own uh, people and the Ukrainians and others who are looking for, uh, for, for protection here. There are measures, can't go into it now, but there are measures we could take. We could bring back, in my estimate, we could have maybe an extra uh, 20,000 units available for accommodation next year on top of the ones that the government have promised they're going to build. I think we could do it if the political will was there. Father Peter McFerry, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.